0: Hi, and welcome to show number 38 of the El Capsito Travel Talks, a podcast where people share travel stories and adventures. My name is Tony Lloyd, and I'm your host. For today's show, I have a meetup via Zoom in three different time zones with an Australian, a German, and me here in Cuenca, Ecuador. And we talk about how they met in Buenos Aires, traveled together, and now created a lifetime bond. But before we start, I'd like to thank everyone who's been contributing to this show. And if you'd like to donate, please take a look at the podcast notes to see how you could do so. If you have not already subscribed to our show, please do so on any one of the podcast providers. Take a look at our Facebook page to see the written stories. If you're someone who likes to write or have an idea for a future show, please send me an email to elcafecitatraveltalks at gmail.com. Any questions or comments or ways in which I could improve the show... Also, send me an email to that address, which is elcafsitotraveltalks at gmail.com. But for now, please get yourself a cup of tea or a
1: coffee and enjoy today's show. Hi, my name is Nicholas and I'm from Australia.
2: I'm Daniel from Germany, Munich. Okay,
0: Daniel and Nicholas. Well, it's nice catching up with you guys. It's been a while. Uh, What was it, a year, two years ago? Yes. Okay, and well, the reason I wanted to talk with you guys today. I wanted to, you know, people always talk about like, okay, how do you make friends when you're on the road? And who do you choose to make friends with? And when you were here in Cuenca with me, I was actually surprised that you had met along the way because you had seemed almost like brothers, like, you know, getting along really well and everything together. But when when you were here, we were talking about, I think there was a movie called The Bromance and we decided to call it The Travel Bromance. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we're going to start off with Nicholas. So Nicholas, could you explain to me what you were doing before you were traveling?
1: Yeah, sure. So I um, finished uni and I was working in commercial law for about a year. And then I quit my job and decided to travel to South America. Okay. And Danielle,
2: I actually finished an apprenticeship in a bank, (laughs) like many Young Germans going traveling after their graduation from high school, I directly started this apprenticeship two years after, and then I decided to go traveling. Again, we'll start with Nicholas. Where did your travel bug come from?
1: Travel bug started when I was younger because I used to travel a bit with family, but in terms of um, picking South America, it was pretty much one of the only spots that I um, still really wanted to go to that I hadn't been to before. And my old housemate um, had been there and always had talked really highly of it. So yeah, I was pretty keen to to check it out.
2: Okay. Danielle. I have my traveling site. I think from my mother, she always traveled and so many places and, She took me at many um, places and countries. But South America was probably the first, it was the first like big travel. I think I had like kind of an illusion. Like, you know, when you you have like, you think about a place and you you have a new feeling that it is a good place. I had this feeling and yeah, I wanted to stay a long time and I thought South America it is. Okay.
0: For both of you, how did your friends and
1: family feel about you traveling to South America? Nicholas? My, my friends thought it was pretty cool, but my mom in particular was a little bit worried because I just yeah, quit my job and just I told her I was going to South America for about seven months, which is not like a super normal destination for an Australian tourist. Um, as opposed to like Europe or United States or Asia. So yeah, she was a little bit worried, but my friends and my uh, extended family, I guess, were pretty cool with it. Okay, Danielle.
2: I could say the same thing. Of course, my parents were definitely worried, but actually, in the end, they didn't like text me all the time and stuff. So they accepted what I was doing. My friends, of course, anyway, and they knew back then that I was kind of, I was the only one who who did like this big travel. So all of them like were like, not jealous, but like jealous in a positive way, like saying, whoa, that's so good what you're doing. Okay, so here's where the story
0: starts. So we have an Aussie, you know, there's the typical stereotypes of the Aussies and how they like to party, how you have to get the, drag them out the bar at four o'clock in the morning. And then <laughs> we have the, the German who, you know, very serious, has his guidebook with all the little little tags in there. And his flip pen. Hope no one gets offended by what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: so, how did you two
0: actually meet? Yeah, uh, I think you, you can start.
1: All right. So we met in Argentina, Buenos Aires, um, at a hostel that Daniel was volunteering at so basically it was like working at the bar giving girls free drinks I was staying there as a guest yeah we met there if Daniel you want to go on
2: yeah and like normal hostel talk and at some point we like just went to this uh, Japanese garden in Buenos Aires yeah and then we kind of like hang out more time and we both I think you stayed at least two weeks and i was in this hostel for about four weeks so there was some time to like connect uh yeah so nicholas before you met at the hostel how long were you traveling
1: before that point that was my first hostel so i just arrived i met daniel during like the first week of the seven months so it was pretty cool but then yeah like daniel said we had about two weeks um crossed over in the hostel together and then I was continuing traveling around Argentina. So we basically, I think, like decided that we'd just meet somewhere again because Daniel had to stay in the same place He was waiting for his brother. I think that's right.
2: Yep, that's right. I don't know how we managed that. It was at more or less the same time, but we met again like after New Year in Santiago de Chile. Yeah, I remember this crazy long bus ride from Medosa to Santiago de Chile. And then... uh, we met a hostel, of course, again. And uh, yeah. Okay. And
0: maybe I should have asked this question before, but when you were getting ready to travel, were people concerned and going, how are you going to do this by yourself? How you know how are you going to meet people? Did anyone make any comments like that to you?
1: Definitely. Um, my mom was worried, I guess, that I didn't know anyone. But yeah, some friends were, they thought it was really cool that I was going there without knowing anyone. So they thought it was like a bit of a leap of faith, which is cool.
0: Okay, so we could we could disprove them now that you can actually meet
2: people along the way <laughs> absolutely like, but i I also have like uh, some friends asking yeah how how are you traveling alone and i I always was saying like I was traveling alone, but I never felt alone, so I mean, I think not many people feel alone during traveling. I mean, they know at least most of them know what they're going to do, but still like big part who's not traveling thinks that you're like alone but there are so many backpackers in South America so I had never the feeling of being alone
1: yeah I agree and on top of that like I think if I'd gone with my best friend from Australia and Daniel had gone with his best friend from Germany we probably never would have met because we already had like someone to hang out with basically and that would have been the same with a lot of like friendships I made and Daniel probably made as well over there like it that wouldn't have happened if you'd gone there with with your own friends totally agree so you decided to meet in chile and they started to travel together
0: explain to us a little bit about the travel dynamics how did you agree on where to go what to do did you do a travel kitty where you would decide okay expenses together how was the travel dynamics between the
2: two of you should i start
0: Yeah, you start.
2: Um, actually we didn't plan too much uh, because of my spanish was much better i like could explore much place much more places but in total we had a light of like of a kind of the same basis of where we should go and what we should do the expenses it was actually kind of a mess i remember because we were always like saying okay now i'm paying for the rest of the for the next five days and then you're paying and in the end i i think i totally lost the Control of which was totally okay, but it's okay for you to lose control, then <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> it's not always typical German. Okay, Chile, we definitely wanted to go to the Atacama Desert. Unfortunately, Nicholas felt very sick at that, at that time, so we uh split up at the Atacama and he went back to Argentina, I think, and I kept on going.
1: Yeah, that's right. But in terms yeah, of like was- general planning, I think we were both did not really plan much, and we kind of liked that sense of adventure we We'd be talking each day about things we wanted to do pretty much got on a bus and just went wherever we wanted to go and stayed in that spot for as long as we liked it i guess i I really suggest that way of traveling for the people that are going on their first main like solo adventure or even with friends it's it's better in a lot of ways not to plan everything out so you can actually go with the flow and enjoy the things that you like and Skip the things that aren't as enjoyable to
2: you. I think our, our uh, biggest common uh, basis was having good parties, at least.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Nicholas, <laughs> you had gone back to Argentina. And where did you actually meet up again before you came into
2: Ecuador?
1: We met. Damn, met in Ecuador. Yeah, Ecuador. Was it in Cuenca? In I Cuenca, think we met it yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's where you come into the story. That's where I come into the story. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Okay. Actually, yes, I do remember that. I remember... And actually, I, I still think about this going to your place. I think it was kind of destiny because it was like a random choose. And then, like, girl, a friend of mine, she wrote me and he, she was in an Quank and she wrote me um, that I should definitely go to El Cafecito Hostel. So I think that's kind of... Destiny, because we did we did go there randomly, but she wrote it down, but I didn't check it in uh, before, but I saw it afterwards, and I felt like oh, nice. There you go, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and
0: then I remember actually now it's all coming into my mind because when you said that your friend was coming and you were like oh I need to make sure that his res- his reservation is made, and I was like oh okay well that's interesting, and you were just all excited about Nicholas coming. And then Nicholas came.
1: Good, good time. then we, we had the cocktail on the uh, rooftop balcony, it was very nice.
0: There you, there you go, you're a welcoming cocktail.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, was, there, was there a time where you thought, hmm, maybe, you know, maybe I'll find another travel partner?
2: No, definitely not another travel partner. <laughs> but yeah, I would say because we had like a intense time like after Ecuador, Colombia, a lot of parties, a lot of long nights. And we shared, like, first we shared an Airbnb, then we spent, like, one week at Spanish school and then another Airbnb. And then at some point it was, like, decided that each of us should go on at some point. And I, I had a new volunteer job at new hostel, and Nick went back to Argentina. The last point of the South American trip
0: that you were traveling together, what, did that, what was that like, that last? 24 hours
1: i think um leading up to that we kind of knew that you know this was like our last week and i think that was the week we're staying in that airbnb in colombia in medellin right yeah like daniel said we'd spent like 24 hours a day for like quite a long time but it definitely felt like yeah a massive part of the um the journey was was coming to an end like even though we both were staying in south america for a bit longer it felt like that part of the experience i guess was was ending obviously that was sad because we had like a lot of a lot of fun together because I, I think yeah going back traveling alone again kind of reignites you a little bit and you're once again kind of like you feel a little bit more like you're living on the edge kind of thing you went back to argentina and he continued in colombia did you feel
0: like something was missing in the first few days when you were separated
1: there's like the thing about traveling alone in general i think is you definitely miss like the company when you're not doing anything, like say you're sitting on a bus and there's no one near you to talk to, or like there's no one in the hostel kitchen you want to make some food, but it also like it allows you to meet other people even more easily, I think. So okay. yeah, it's pros and cons. Okay, definitely. If
0: you could each tell me a story of each other that you, a funny story that you remember while you were traveling
2: together.
1: <laughs> I, should,
2: what, I should start? Yeah, you start. I remember it was in Ecuador. I actually went to this wonderful beach close to Porto Lopez. (laughs) I don't know if it's funny, but I remember that uh, the sun was so strong and uh, Nicolas only had a a sunscreen um, and he told me that it's only for his head (laughs) and I couldn't couldn't, uh, use it for my body. And I was like, okay, but you know that the highest risk of cancer is on your back legs. And then he was like, because Nicholas is kind of more white, white than me, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> no front. But and then he like started rubbing, putting the cream on his back leg. <laughs> was that funny? I I think
0: oh, so instead of putting it on his head, he was on his back leg. Right, I think the audience needs to know that. Well, was Nicholas bald at that time? No. Was
1: nah. he,
0: was what?
1: Was he bald? No, no, no. Nah that bit, but it's he okay. I was just having the sunscreen on my face
0: oh okay because he said his head I was like oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so the sunscreen was for your face and he convinced you that you get more cancer on your back
1: legs than on your face yeah it was just one of those little travel sunscreens so it was like a small one that was the reason why I was just
2: <laughs> maybe I remember a funnier story but for me it's pretty funny okay Nicholas
1: So one, one story we had was we were both in Medellin, which was probably one of our favorite places to party. (laughs) We, we were leaving this, this nightclub at maybe like 3am. And I think we're trying to find another bar party at, and we're walking along the street. And then it was quite dark, obviously. And then this guy jumped on my back. And I actually thought it was Daniel, like um, having a joke. (laughs) There was also a guy around Daniel's back. um, We both had machetes held around our neck and these two guys were shouting at us in Spanish to tell them, telling us to give them our money. That was pretty crazy. So um, that happened and then we gave them the money and then I think we were basically waiting on the street because we no longer had our money, phone or key to our apartment. And then maybe what five or six other guys started walking up to us. And we thought, oh, uh, like, here we go again. But um, it actually turned out to be this really nice group of guys who invited us back to their house for, like, food and beers in the middle of this random town in Medellin. So we ended up playing indoor soccer with them for, like, the rest of the time in Colombia.
0: Even in a in a situation, a bad situation, a good could come out of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I actually met up with that guy in Australia, like, last year. So it was pretty cool.
2: Okay. I remember the next day, which was also kind of funny, like now looking back, um, because Nicolas' phone got stolen. It was a brand new phone. And I rem- you, do you remember, Nicolas, when we went to the Medellin?
1: Yeah, the police station.
2: And I remember that this uh, woman was, like, talking to me for ages, like, wanted to know everything about our travel. Although we were just there to, like, make, that. make <laughs> the report. <laughs> and you're like... <laughs> damn, I want to go, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, the, um,
1: the lady who was taking down like a report of what happened was less interested in that and just more interested in about our trip in general when she was just asking us all these random questions about the places we've been, which was quite funny.
0: Okay, I can imagine that. Okay. After South America, did you each go home or did you go on to any other continents after that?
1: Yeah, I went home. I had like a... A new job starting, so I had a certain date that I had to be back in, back in Australia. Okay,
2: and Danielle? Uh, I actually actually went home. Yeah, and then Nicholas came to Europe. Was it? You led into my question. Give me a chance.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you actually, you you went home. Okay, and then after after going home, have you two met up again since?
1: (laughs) I think it was only like, only a month had passed. <laughs> we met up in, in Munich and another city maybe, did we go anywhere else?
2: No, you. I think you came from uh, Budapest. Yeah. And then you, you came to Munich and we spent like one week together at at my place. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Summer in Munich is all, always beautiful. And I remember also that we, <laughs> you got pretty drunk with a friend of mine. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah that was good and now we're
1: waiting for daniel to come to australia
2: yeah at some point i need to go yeah and when are you going daniel when am i am i going good question i think like between two and five years maybe oh that's a long time okay definitely a long time How often do you communicate
0: to each other now?
2: Yes, um, it's still definitely regularly. And um, yeah, we know what's going on in in each other's lives. Yeah, but we both have like, yeah, pretty different lives, of course. And I think Nicholas had a lot of um, training and a lot of things going on. Well, I'm still in Munich and, but um, he can call me whenever he wants. Okay,
0: (laughs) and Nicholas. Explain to just give us a quick summary of what you're doing now
1: since you've been back from travelling. I'm in the army, so yeah, moved around doing that. And Danielle, what have you been doing since you've been
2: back? Yeah. Yeah, I also did some travels again for Europe and to India and Nepal. Yeah, now I'm studying anthropology and geography.
0: So for my last question for both of you, is there something that you have learned through your travel and through your experience, even maybe meeting up with each other that you would like to share with the audience?
1: Yeah, I'd say definitely travel solo at least once. You'll experience things that you never would have if you went there with your own friends. And I'd say, yeah, choose the people that you want to hang out with when you are traveling. If you if you make like a few good bonds when you're traveling overseas, I think and you maintain those bonds, I think that's way better than just saying hey to people at each different hostel that you go to. Because that way you can actually, you know, make lasting friendships and now like you can have a friendship like me and Daniel where we have all these great memories from all these different locations. And yeah, I think it, it just has a bit more meaning when you when you do it that way. Okay, thank you. Danielle?
2: Yeah, I would totally stick to Nicholas. Um <laughs> I totally stick to <laughs> Nicholas. No, I'm trying <laughs> to tell us the <a> story. <laughs> I would say that through traveling I think you learn um, that everything is happening for a kind of reason, like who you meet and who you like who you talk to. Because I mean everywhere you go is kind of randomly and in our case we like Met in a hostel at that day at, and stayed together in the same time for two weeks. I mean, it could have happened that we have been at different places, different places at this at this time. So I would definitely say things are happening for a reason. And um, anything to add?
1: I think yeah. Another thing I learned, and I kind of this was I think both of our ideas going into traveling together like. You don't need to plan everything and everything will work out. And yeah, just go with the flow. And I think you have the best experiences when you're not anticipating exactly what's going to happen. Okay, I like that.
0: On that note, I'm going to say thank you both for taking the time today to talk with me. And this is really interesting where, you know, I've got Nicholas who's in another day completely. He's already finished his, his. he's in the next day. I've got Danielle, who's about to go to sleep and I'm here in Cuenca, Ecuador. And so it's quite amazing through Zoom how we could all connect up again. As you know, you both know, you're always welcome anytime to come by if you ever come back to Ecuador.
1: Yeah, thank you. I can't wait. We should definitely go there again. Okay. Take care. Have big hugs from afar. You too. So much. Bye-bye. <laughs> way luego. Auf Wiedersehen.
0: Thank you for listening in. Hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, Nicholas and Daniel's information could be found on our podcast notes. Also on the podcast notes, you can find information on how you could donate to the show. It could be as little as $1. All contributions will be gratefully appreciated. If you have not subscribed as of yet, you could do so on any one of the podcast providers. Take a look at our Facebook page for the written stories. And if you're someone that likes to write or have an idea for a future show, please send me an email to elcafecitotraveltalks at gmail.com. Any questions or comments on how I could improve the show could also be sent to that same address, which is elcafecitotraveltalks at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing you here one day in the El Cafecito in Cuenca or in our sister location in Quito. But for now, please stay safe. All the best.